1: Plus minus. Curry way <laughs> oh,
2: oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit. That <laughs> plus minus. I'm driving again. Oh, you're me. Tell Marcus that he asked the, you know, that question about my defense. Did you hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Have a great night. I think you got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Welcome to the 50 win episode of Warriors Plus Minus. How many wins did we contribute, by the way, to the Warriors 50 victories? If you had to ballpark it, how much are directly related? to Warriors plus minus. I'm going to go with 45.
1: I was going to say minus five. I'm, I'm, I think we're costing victories. every. We
2: clearly are connected to all of the losses, right? <laughs> all, all 29 losses later are because of us.
3: I want you to spell it out. Where, where's the direct correlation? or Is it, is it just your, your tweets are directly lead to, to important coaching decisions?
2: From what it sounds like, when we go negative, they lose. And when we go positive, they win.
1: That's what the streets are saying. They're saying that on the streets.
3: Well, it's generally because we go negative when they lose, and we go positive when they win, because that's how sports works. But all
1: I know is I wrote about um,
2: I wrote about uh, Clay and Jordan Poole, and maybe twenty percent of the comments are tell that to Slater, <laughs> like like, oh, no. like like you were making he him miss he all those Slater shots was, and forced him Slater was him up. Just on him, on him. Won't you tell him. that to Anthony Slater? <laughs>
1: oh <laughs> uh, marcus you're still looking at the comments i i have long stopped doing that so no on twitter on Twitter, on twitter.
2: Really?
3: <laughs> yeah
1: uh, i only read the comments of other people's stories
3: we know you haven't stopped looking at the twitter yeah, comments yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that's all that's all part of the, the the back and forth in warriors land warriors twitter i, I, I like the i like the- still out there still doing it. it's doing its stuff
2: I like the comments on y'all articles. That's entertaining. The comments on my articles are you not. You
1: probably wrong. like make but some y'all... of the comments. You probably have some shadow accounts. So you you're making some of the comments. That TK is wrong again. I can't believe he's doing that. What is he talking about? Jordan Poole's the greatest ever.
2: I told him about Jordan <laughs> Poole. I told him about <laughs> Jordan Poole. He ain't listening. No. uh uh it's just yeah, it's funny how uh I guess you know, it's it makes sense if we're the bellwether for what's going on, but uh, it's just it's just hilarious to me how many people almost presume we control what happens on the court and are not reacting to it. I, I like to think of myself as all You powerful, are. You're but, the, chess, uh, master, the I, chess master. Even I am not omnipotent, <laughs> Anthony. You know who looked omnipotent uh, with all power and all ability? The Warriors did in Sacramento for about three-quarters <laughs>
3: I thought you were about to lead us off with the Bialitsa his house
1: this podcast should
3: start I, I was like the all-powerful, the so all-powerful. people were saying was Jokic out there for
1: the war? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, man. that's who it was.
3: 1912 6 is and 2 This That's the guy blocks. that the
1: Kings didn't know they had for those two seasons, the Mania who was doing all things except for like dribbling the ball right into traffic and handing it to Damian Mitchell at the end. But he's in the rotation. We, we've a, taken him out a couple uh, times, but he's in the Steve rotation. Steve can't help himself. He's in the Steve rotation. can't help himself.
3: I thought he had the most important or at least illuminating quote of postgame last night, where either of you happened to to see it. I put it in my story, but I assume uh, you two weren't two of the commenters on the story. But did you see his quote last night? He was like mentioning how... If Draymond's on the court, I can I know, be I much that, better. Yeah. I'm much better with Draymond. Right? yeah, yeah he's it, like and Andre. he mentioned Andre too. But I, you know, that's that's a key. I mean, you know, we mentioned Draymond being Draymond missed two and a half months. That was probably Bealisa's worst two and a half months. When he he said, look, when Draymond's there, I can play the five on offense as a stretch guy, but on the defense. I'm not the only guy on the interior. I can basically be a four on defense. I think that's important to him. And obviously, I just think when smarter passers are out there, you know, kind of maneuvering the court around, he fits better. And, and, you know, he's kind of, I guess you would say at this point, taking Kaminga's rotation spot. Now, you know, we can debate if that is a good decision, but I think it is important. And he is telling us, He's better when Draymond Green is around, and I think Steve Kerr believes that too. That's why I think we've seen him play better and stay in the rotation. You know what? When I read it, I thought, "Is he trying to
2: get Draymond a contract extension? Is that what is, is he? Are they now in, in cahoots? Because he's he basically. I mean, we all knew this, right? This is not revelatory in any way. But the interesting part is, like, he's not gonna. When's he gonna play? Like, is this, we're talking about the second, the third. And the, four, the you know the second rotation, and then the the one right before the big minutes. He's he's essentially saying pair
1: me with Draymond, right? But when is that? That's oh, the middle of the it's first quarter. It's when Looney comes out. With Jordan Poole, yeah. well, no, with, Looney comes out after six minutes in the first and third quarters. And then you know Draymond plays most of the rest of the. You're field. not putting. You can't put him. I don't well, that's when. That's I, when it's going to be.
2: That's when who's coming. That's just a tough playoff. Yeah, matchup. I mean, it depends no, on who, saying, the, who In the postseason. It depends that's on who's
1: yeah. obviously who they're matched up against. But that's that's. The right I mean, game. I get it. He looked great against the Kings. Like that he had. David West rotation. Said David skates, West rotation. But. He's a David West of this team.
3: He's been okay lately. This was not a last night thing. He's been decent for like three weeks.
1: What did he say on media day when I think we asked him like? You know, you're ready to play the five. He goes, well, I don't really think of myself as a center here. Like, it seemed like a surprise to him that he was going to be playing the stretch five with the Warriors. Yet that's the only position that he's really going to play with this team. So I think, you know, the idea that he's saying, yeah, I can defend the four. Now, I'm going to say he's terrible at defending the four. Like, he's almost better at defending the five than he is at the four because he can't move his feet. And you get guys who can dribble and drive. Like, he, they go right to the basket against him. It's a, it's almost easier for him just to try to throw his body against bigger guys and see what happens. But if he feels more comfortable, if he likes that spot, if he likes the way it feels, they can get productive minutes out of him, and that's all they need. And Kerr mentioned, I was asking him about it the other day, and he's like, he just just likes the fact that they have to defend him out there. That's what he likes. Yes, how are we defining production here? That's the part I don't. Make the defense react to him because I'll tell you what, we all look like these players, but Gary Payton second and Kevon Looney, do not have to be guarded. See, we they, can't, they, can't yeah, do this. They don't have, to be, don't have to be guarded. They don't have to be guarded. They don't have to be guarded. No, they don't have to be guarded. But also,
2: but that's what I'm saying. Like, so with the other guys, it's like, oh, well, they don't have to be guarded. So they
1: can't. It's tough with them. Meanwhile, Bielitsa can't guard anybody. No, no. Well, you say anybody. both. But you say both things. You say both things. You say the elites limit i just said he's not good playing the power four defense at all
3: it's the one-way problem of the middle of this roster but but you know look against utah got a huge lead on on the warriors partly because gobert for a while was allowed to camp remember they had him on gary payton and gary payton was sitting over there he took corner threes on like two or three straight possessions
2: that's absolutely the difference he's gotta shoot it's not pump fake drive it's shoot the
3: ball is I it? even asked him last night about it, and he was like, Well, if you go look at my pass, you know, back, uh, you know, when you're the Euro League guy with a point guard, you could tell he's just like, I mean, it is a part of his game, you know, but not in the NBA really. I would say lately, and it's clearly they've been, you know, hitting and behind the scenes shoot, shoot, shoot. He has actually hit a three in one, two, three, four, five straight games. He was three of six last night, so it's at least trending in the correct direction. The Mitchell turnover you're talking about, he criticized himself last night for putting that one on the ground, but it's such his tendency. If he jacks... Stop. He's a much better player for
1: but One out of three. Yeah, if he just goes one out of three, is a threat, and it spaces the floor. No, he's got to make three. Three a game? He's got to make
2: three a game? The attempts are bigger than the hit. Here's the difference, TK, and I think you'll agree with me on this. If you're a minus defender, you're once you touch the court, you're negative. If your minus is on offense... You're still a plus. Like if Gary Payton is playing good defense, he's a plus on the court. If he scores, it's bonus. If you're Bielita, the moment you step on the court, the Warriors are at a disadvantage. The moment you, and and the other team is like, we're going at him every single time. So if he has to score just to get to zero,
1: you know what? Just you, to you make it easy. say the same thing about. <laughs> jordan jordan Poole. Poole. Yes. so but jordan
3: Poole scores yes, that's, th- that's thing. all true like, i, that's I, the I listen, you, you're
1: telling me about defense you're talking to me about. Defense. i know that's what i'm I, saying like I, no I completely this not playable but when, when playable. you get into a playoff matchup and the jazz game was like a playoff matchup you get into a moment where the warriors are not being they have two guys on the court who are not being guarded draymond and gary payton the second and you can't have that Against yeah, it's why Porter just can't have that. So they're trying to be elite to be that for some minutes. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. He does get attacked. He was getting attacked by the Jazz. Uh, He wasn't getting attacked so much by the Kings. But I don't know what the Kings do. I'm not even sure what their offense is. It's just a bad situation. But um, I'm not trying to rip Gentry here. But. Like, there's in an organized, super competitive situation that does matter. Gary Payton's still got to play. Like, I'm not, he's got to play. I've said that he has got to get minutes, especially when Steph's back. Because when Steph's back, you're going to have this overflow of shooting and it's going to be okay. Somebody's going to have to guard somebody. Like, you've got to put somebody on, you know, the best perimeter players because there's not going to be just one of them. There's going to be two of them. Phoenix has got two of them. No question, Gary Payton. I'm just saying. In blocks of time, and sometimes that those are the biggest things in a game, in a playoff game, and in a playoff series, you need do that shooting. You just need that threat of it, and you say, "Draymond, cover the rest." Literally, they're saying, "Like Draymond, you get the rest. Wiggins, you play one and a half guys. Draymond, you play two guys, and we'll fake it." Uh, that's literally what's going to be.
3: Yeah, bielita and Porter's presence are to help Draymond on offense too. Draymond is much better if the floor is spread for him you know that's it's why the draymond they they tried to experiment away from draymond looney front court because they just don't want two non-shooters in 2022 on the court it's tough for them to again because of this one-way balance of the roster but what i want to ask you guys because to me we haven't even mentioned their name that's being most affected by the i guess uh rearranging of the uh, of the rotation now that iguodal is back getting you know 15-ish minutes a night be stays in the rotation Kaminga is disappearing a little bit in the games that matter. He played in Sacramento, obviously, uh, because Porter and Inguadala didn't. But in the Phoenix game and in the Utah game, which, in my opinion, profile is the most playoff rotation that Steve Curry has used, right? It's what he's thinking for the big games Kaminga played Four first half minutes didn't see the second half, and then five first half minutes didn't see the floor in the second half. Do you guys think that's a good idea?
1: I don't think it's great. I get it. I would get him at least one more st- He's giving him one stint in the first half you know kind of middle of the second quarter and if it doesn't go right he's not playing the second half i understand it i mean i think otto porter's getting a lot of those minutes too and he just likes that he's he can count on otto porter to be big to rebound to be in the right spot he's certainly not hitting shots but not turn the ball over and i think you know you see kaminga turn the ball over once he's not getting back in the rest of the game and he's young as you know with me, I think he just does so much stuff that you, you 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 want him out on the floor sometimes, That stuff that they don't do, but I get it. I don't think this roster, this rotation is going to be frozen game one, you know, Sunday, April 17. Yeah, th- It's going to be a lot of different things moving in and out, who's playing well, who's hurt, who's not. So I don't think Kaminga is out of the rotation. I just think right now Kerr doesn't love, you know, as, as he's flattening it out to try to get it in ready for when Steph comes back for game one, it's the fit he likes. But there's going to be guys moving in and out. I mean, maybe not a ton of them, but I think there's going to be like GP2's minutes could go up and down. Bielitsa's minutes can go up and down. Porter's minutes can go up and down. Looney's minutes for sure are going to go up and down. And I think Kaminga's kind of on the back end of that side. You know, it's 11 minutes. I think basically Kerr's playing 11 guys right now. You count Steph, it's 12. It's not going to be 12 in the playoffs, right? It's not. And and it's just going to be this kind of rotation of five guys who kind of like going to go in and out. is another one. Like, you know, can he make it through? Three series, four series, you know, you know, no idea.
3: But if he can, he like he's in the rotation. Yes. If he's well, available, especially, especially, Marcus, when you, what when do you, you think go, about the...
1: saying, you go pool clay Steph? Right, they're, they're doing that. They've never had. And well, w- I'm just saying, I mean, if, Lee, if you play those three his... guys. You've got to have defensive minded people ready to come. You have to like you can't come in there with an offensive minded guy with those three guys. Right. You've got to have somebody who can guard somebody because at their best, those three guys are neutral (laughs) with whoever they're defending. They're not going to be, you know, taking anybody out. And sometimes they're going to be giving up a ton of points. So you have to have GP2 and Iguodala and God knows someone else. Wiggins, they hope to be a plus defensive player, because those three guys, if you're going to commit big time to them, and clearly they are, and they should, you, you need a good all ready to come off that bench and play somebody. You just have to have it.
3: Marcus, what do you think of where committing is at rotationally right now?
2: I mean, it wouldn't be my choice, but I get it. This is how you do rookies, right? <laughs> like, it's just part of the game. The quick hook is a little odd to me. Like, it's like, yo, you got four minutes if you don't look good. You're not getting them uh, from the long term development, and I, I think TK is right. I think the playoffs will the playoffs will dictate these rotations, right? Like you'll be able to see Match the matchups, too, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but I do think if they go through this postseason and they don't get Camiga some experience, I think that would be a problem. I think that would be a missed opportunity. Somebody said this, and you know, obviously he's not Kobe, but you you, you look back at Kobe's rookie year and how he got to struggle in the playoffs. I understand they want to win a title. I just don't think Bielitsa is that much better. I really don't. I, I I I don't think he's better at all, actually. He just does one thing better than Kaminga, and they need that one thing. And when he does it, it's valuable.
1: I don't even know their percentage. I'm not going to look it up, but I would say they're about the same from three-point, right? I mean, they're probably about the same percentage. And Kerr likes Bielitsa's like 35%, a whole lot more than he likes Kaminga's 35%. You know, it's just like, there's, he just likes the feel of it better. That's just, he just does.
2: He's 38 for Kaminga. Okay, 38-4. I mean, uh, Bialica. Bialica's 38 Kaminga's Kuminga? probably like mid yeah, 30, to low 30, 30, 30, 31. 31, okay. I mean, I well, think then there's could, a reason why he likes it. I,
3: you know? I mean, we could all agree. Like, if you were a defense, who would you fear more? Nemanja Bialica lining up a three or Jonathan Kaminga lining up a three?
2: I think what is being missed in this conversation about Bialica. Is what he does for the other team. He doesn't shoot enough to offset what he inspires. And if he's shooting more, I get it. Like, if you look at his good games, it's because he got the shots up. But if he's not, they're literally saying, I have all confidence that I'm gonna score. And that stuff matters in the play. Like, so much of it is confidence.
3: But if we're just talking, I agree. Like, obviously, Bielitsa gets attacked on defense kaminga if he's not in an individual matchup where he's like trying to stop a driver is mistake prone all over the floor defensively yeah but you can do point. that
2: you can do that with him that's the point you can say hey go guard that guy <laughs> that's value
3: i mean depends on the guy because look they're probably going to play they're playing denver or utah it seems very likely um i know they actually kind of like the way Bielice at least battled a little bit with Jokic in a denver game that's recently. the other like,
2: thing he does he he will fight like, it's not much of a fight, but he will fight.
3: Even though he doesn't like to be a center, he's certainly more of a center defensively, at least from a brain perspective, than Kaminga currently is at 19, understandably. But, like, and that's the hole on their roster, right? Behind Looney, it's like they just don't have. Center defenders and Bielitsa, it would be on in the bottom tier of center defenders in the league, but at least he theoretically kind of is one from a bigger perspective. Where Kaminga just Kaminga's like a perimeter defender, They like, you haven't
1: you, guard Chris Paul, you know, in those situations, he's not guarding even a big wing, he's guarding the point guard, and that's also like Kerr, like he needs to be on the ball, he needs to have one. Thing. You guard that guy. You don't have to drop back over here and guard this weak side, because uh, when he does it, yeah, boom! There's a three pointer hit over his head because he's not jumping out to the side. Although that isn't just him on the Warriors, by the way, as Marcus has pointed out many times, that he's not the only one who forgets about his guy on the strong side. <laughs> there are, there but are but, but
2: that, what I'm saying is, just say they both can be minus defenders, right? Both are minus defender. We're really Different talking about. BS. We're yeah. really talking about shooting or. As TK says, the tough rim two, pressure, right? Like, yeah, yeah. tough. Two it's just what you pressure. prefer. My problem is, and it's also true with Kaminga. Is sometimes he doesn't do it enough. Is they neither do it enough. So to me, you put you put Steph on the court, and now you open up lanes for those dives for that finishing. I want Kaminga finishing, right? I want him head down attacking the basket. I think you're more likely to get Kaminga to do that than you are to get Bealicia to take eight shots in the game.
3: I would say the one thing though, it does seem like it's more Iguodala has taken Kaminga's rotation spot
1: and increased Porter minutes. I think. I mean, Porter's playing a ton. He yeah, trusts. I mean, he doesn't Porter. make shots anymore. We've all noted that. Yeah, what is that? He just doesn't. What is that? It's so but weird. He does make the defense guard him. He he's a good defensive rebounder. He really is. And so I think Kerr, just like I can trust him to do these things. And when I've got Clay, Poole, and Curry in in Kirk's mind. I don't need some of the other stuff. I don't need this Kaminga action with those three guys. I just need people who are going to like literally some of this offense is just Draymond dribbling up and just searching for Jordan Poole. Like that's all the offense is. And it's working to large extent, and and maybe a little bit off of that. Like guys are moving off of that the way. They it work. works when
2: they're making shots. Well, no question. That's what no, it
1: works. And you know, and they're three dependent. You know, they're at, You know, and I asked her about that after last game, and he's like, "Well, we've always been that way. Not like they—they've never gone. Marcus, like they ever had a third three-point shooter like Jordan Poole. Like they've never had anything close to this. Kevin, Nick uh, Young, yeah, Kevin, like, like you <laughs> know what? Like Kevin again. As I always say." Put Durant off to the side. That's just, that's an impossible comparison. There is nobody you can compare Durant to. Other than that, they've never had three perimeter players who can put up the three like they've got with these three. So all else is aside. Like everything else is just pushed away. Like Poole, Clay, Curry. That's their offense with Draymond orchestrating it. And everything else, I think they're just kind of like, okay, we're going to manage everything else. Everything else is just managed. Can we get buckets out of somewhere? Can we just find a bucket here, here, here. But that's
2: why I like Kaminga because that's a different I, yeah, type I, of bucket. I'm not disagreeing, you know? not, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's not like yo, me, hey, I think to join I, the shooting line. I don't lunch. know where
1: Moody's gone in all this. He doesn't. He barely plays last night when guys are sitting. Uh, that might be injury related, but he's suited up. He's like
2: I think it was also Damian Lee related. It's like let's get Damian Lee and some burn. He's been he's been Damian
3: riding. Lee. They were like extremely happy with the way Damian Lee played in Miami. He, like, basically, in a lot of ways, won them that game. Just the glue stuff, the floaters at important times, the smart cuts. Like, they were just really happy. And that's why they played him. And then in um, what, D.C. and, and Atlanta? And so to me it's like yeah, he's kinda I guess nudged himself back ahead of Moses Moody. But it's it's a similar conversation to what Marcus was talking about earlier, you know, who don't do you not want Moses Moody getting those reps? Moses Moody's the guy who's gonna be probably on this roster for the next seven years, whereas Damian Lee, we don't know if he's on next season's roster.
1: I think what Kerr is afraid, like Camingo's gonna make three bad mistakes and there's the game. Like ten one run, he's screwed. Moody doesn't do that stuff. Like Moody does not make those mistakes.
3: Moody ja or oh God, <laughs> using him. that word. Moody, Moody, Moody can like just like catch it and suddenly he gets to the game like, I'm gonna shoot a three. There are times where like, you know, he Which is, is a smart player, like a turnover.
1: But you know, he yeah. but you know, but he also can make some lots of Yeah, yeah, I, I give him credit for you know what Damian Lee's shooting, you're gonna take that right now? I mean his shooting is is a little shaky. I just would thought, like, if you're going to say the reason why Kamingi isn't playing is despite his massive talent is because he might make all these mistakes, and he does make mistakes all the time. Moody doesn't make. I mean, Kerr himself says, like, Moody does not make those mistakes. But
2: also, why is his mistakes worse than Bielitsa's?
1: Yeah, uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's a just it's
2: a, it's a degree. It's a we, it's a, could, it's a, we could write that yeah. in. He's
1: going to pump
2: fake drive and turn it over. The, every the,
3: time. the one with like, Davion Mitchell last night was unbelievable. He like oh, literally yeah. here's
1: the ball, the ball, like, Davion, like take it. I don't want it anymore. Yeah.
3: yeah, don't dribble at the yeah six one guy who's like a bulldog on the ball.
2: Or he's gonna like do the Euro jump in the air to pass and get stuck, and he's gonna throw it to the other team.
3: And then he's gonna let you know post game. You want to <laughs> look at my Euro League stats? Yeah. I was Euro League
2: MVP. By the way, but the one hey, thing this I, Porter drop
1: off is is wow, I forgot. He was
2: like a 43% shooter from He three. was hitting
1: huge threes, huge threes for them. And when they start 29, I was looking just looking I'm going to write something later this week. Like they started 29 and 7 into early January. We don't want to say what that the signal of that was where that what happened in early January that might have changed things, but they were 29 and 7 to that point. Since then, they're 19 and 21. And you know, I, there's so many things that could be attached to that. It isn't any one, two, or even just three things. Tons. I mean, injuries we know. Obviously, Draymond gets hurt. Obviously, working Clay back into it. Obviously, Steph got hurt. But Otto Porter, since, like, again, we're all like, when's the last big game Otto Porter's had offensively? It's been a long time.
3: Two of their biggest wins of the season Christmas in Phoenix. He had like he had, nineteen. Late,
1: like a couple of late. bucks. Yeah,
3: four like mid rangers late. They were like going to Otto Porter, uh, and then New Year's Day in Utah without Draymond. Otto Porter started, and I think he had nineteen again, and just big shots. Like, um, yeah, and that's that's probably his two biggest games of the season. And you know, coincidentally, not coincidentally, I should say, uh, they won those games against good teams. He was one of Draymond. our most
1: important players early in the season. It just like. When Otto Porter was out, they lost. And then when they had Otto Porter, they they looked regular. They felt right again. This is with so many different people moving in and out. Ross lineup is hard to like pinpoint it. But they're playing him even while he's not making shots. It tells you what he could do for this team if he can make four, five, six shots a game. Uh, and it's been one or zero or one or zero for a long time with this guy. You know they're throwing Bealitsa and Porter out there for the threat of it. It, yeah as as you know I think MT suggesting. Well, what happens if they the teams just don't even bother with that in the playoffs what if the Suns say you're not making a shot Otto porter so we're just going to come over here and guard the other three guys what happens that's what the playoff rotations adjustments are all about maybe
2: he starts making them right yeah he he started he 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 was 67 for his first 166 which was 40 40.4% 40. and since then he's 10 for 43 which is 23%. So it's not, I mean, it's a relatively small sample size, but that's over. That's He's not even, over, he's not even taking them. Yeah, but he, he's missed a lot of games. He's just not taking a lot of threes anymore, but he's certainly not making them. But that's a significant drop. Like that's, that's a lot. And you know, especially you know, the, the drive and kick, like he would hit the, he took the important threes, the threes that like put you on a run. Like, okay. You're, you've you scored five straight, got to kick out to Otto Porter. He's hitting this. It's eight zero. Timeout other team. Or the other team is on the run. They're d up. Porter gets the open shot. Like, that was history where he's, he's drilling that, and he's kind of missed those. I, th- I do think that's a big deal. But that
1: that is pretty major, and who else is there? Hey, listen. I mean, again, I might write. Uh, we've we've written this to ton- like Steph said at the beginning. of Year season's gonna have three parts to it. It's gonna be the part where they're waiting for Clay to come back. It's gonna be the part where they adjust to Clay. It's gonna be, gonna be the part where everybody's back. Now that last part never happened. Yeah, that, they've you know, had yeah, like that, nine, nine seasons. Draymond point. got hurt in the middle, but and Steph got hurt. There is still. Let's not overlook. They're still adjusting to Clay. Clay's still adjusting to coming back.
3: And then James, James Wise exactly like they've no, been.
1: Had all these things that they
3: sort of planned for. He <laughs> didn't even and, need to yeah. do that,
2: man. He was chilling. He was minding his
3: business and he just caught that straight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Clay thing, I mean, listen.
3: That's more a stray at just their hopes the that, entire yeah. messaging of the season. Not, Look, not James uh, just himself. I was
1: just going to say, there has been an adjustment to Clay. There's no question. It's They're still undergoing it. They're still figuring it out. Clay still figuring it out. There's a ripple effect in who he can guard, there's a ripple effect in the offense. Uh, and. I just think like he's going to have to win a game or two, like he in a shooting, like he did against the Jazz in a playoff series. Because, you know, to be blunt, he's going to cost them in other categories in other games. He just is. He's just not the same defensively. That's not his fault. That's not. They never said he would be. He never said he would be. It's not happening. It's not happening this season. So he's going to have to go for thirty six in a game or two. And, and maybe more <laughs> in, in some of these tough playoff series because so much of else of what they try to do is lessened because of the things he can't do right now. And some of those those dribble drives that Marcus loves so much from the perimeter where he tries to force something and it does not usually go well. That's all part of who they are now. It's not like, oh yeah, Clay's going to be great by the end of the playoffs. You know, you get to the Western Garbage fight. Like, they, they cannot assume that. Maybe he will be they absolutely cannot assume that they're just hoping to catch some wild magic from clay like we saw against the jazz and i think they can say once a series give us something like that clay
3: they need they might need yeah, twice my, a series i mean the tougher ones they might
1: need twice a series i mean cuz and i just like that's factored in like he's going to give up some stuff he's going to god bless him he's a legend he's he's everything that that every warriors fan loves but they're giving up stuff by playing clay 35 minutes they just are and and they all know it and I'm not blaming the, the hitting the wall in January on Clay Thompson. This is just part of what it is when you miss for two, two plus years. And there was, like, I'm not saying Otto Porter got worse because Clay Thompson was playing or whatever, but. There it is a pretty clear line in delineation. So you're not blaming
2: Otto Porter or Wiggins? Blame them all?
1: No, I blame them all. Uh, this is all or, basketball. Uh, all things count at all times. No, I'm
2: saying all of them is because Clay
1: came back. No. I'm just saying there's kind of a little line there. <laughs> I'm just, there's there's just twisting your words so Twitter could go yeah, crazy. No, That's I'd say, I say, listen, it's been, there's been some plus to it, too, is that it's made Jordan Poole to carry more responsibility. Like, he has to. If Clay's going to go 5 for 15 and Steph's out, or and, and we all know Steph wasn't shooting great either, guess what? Jordan Poole's carrying like the offense on his shoulders and he's been able to do it. That's been huge. Like they have gotten something positive out of this, that Jordan Poole is now one of the three. And you absolutely would not have said that going into the season. So I'm not saying it's all negative. Some of this is figuring out stuff through losses, through, through tough times, through struggles. And guess who's emerged out of this? Jordan Poole. We will be right back after a quick
0: word from our sponsors.
3: for the Warriors, I think in the first round, um, they're the the win over Utah is just so massive. they are basically clinched. They'll be a three or four. I'm not. Sh- we can get to the debate of which of the second round teams you would rather see: Phoenix, Memphis. But at this point, it seems pretty clear. They're either going to be three six or four five against with home court against either Utah or Denver. I like them in either of those matchups. I think we're all aware of what's going on with Utah, clearly internally, but even on the court. I think it matches. You know, just. Gobert and that defensive system against the Warriors is probably tilts towards the Warriors. And then Denver doesn't look like Jamal Murray's coming back. Doesn't look like Michael Porter Jr. is coming back. It's going to be a lot of Jokic, but you could probably single cover him with Looney and Draymond in a tag team. I like that matchup for the Warriors. So I actually think this is set up decently for them.
1: Yep, not getting Dallas in the first round, I think, is good for the, very good. For, we've seen it. I used to
2: want Dallas, then I started watching <laughs> Dallas. You see Dallas against Warriors lately, by the way. Like,
1: like that's tough for them. Now, I mean, they, they were up nineteen on them. <laughs> they, they lose.
2: Choked they, it, you know. Dallas, so, uh...
1: D- Dallas would like they didn't want to go Dallas, Memphis, Phoenix, right? That's what they didn't. That would have been really tough for them. Not discounting Utah and, and Denver, but there's no question that's a preferable situation here's what i'm going to try to look forward a little bit when we get back to the first round is there a team out there that might knock off memphis for them like can they, can they like try to get phoenix so they don't have to play memphis, memphis minnesota
2: would be a problem for I memphis think.
1: okay i mean like that's what i think like if they're going to manipulate this and i'm not saying they would but to try to get phoenix in the second round it does it's really meaningless if they're still going to play memphis at the end right they like
2: well, it's that's eh, you're hoping the grind of two series or the grind of two West but you'll finals. But you're going through that grind yourself too, though. I mean, you know. But I'm saying you get to that point, it's like what we. I bet they feel better about their chances if they're in the West finals. Like you made it to the West finals.
3: Well, just flip side it too. I mean, it's the same if it's the other way around. If you play Memphis, you're probably playing Phoenix, even if you get through. Yeah,
1: Memphis, I just so. think that they're hoping somebody else takes out Memphis. Sometimes I really like. And I just don't see that team though. I don't see other than Phoenix. I don't see that team is going to take out Memphis for them.
3: I think the core of this team wouldn't mind trying to shut Memphis up. Now they they may fail. You know, at this point, I agree with that. One thousand percent. Memphis is good.
1: And although you know, you know what? Have, getting Jaw back, you know, maybe Jaw doesn't even come back till the second round, and so there could be some adjustment issues for them.
3: But I would like, you know, whoever, the front office or, you know, the coaching staff to sit down with Draymond and Iguodala and Curry and be like, let's go over a plan to try to avoid Avoid Memphis Memphis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, avoid the Memphis Grizzlies? They would not say that. They would not say that. How about game one in Memphis tomorrow? (laughs) They would not say that.
1: I don't even think they would manipulate it. Because you start trying to manipulate things, you're asking for trouble. And I'd say the only reason I would think so is if there was somebody I wanted to knock off Memphis before – the Western Conference Finals. And I don't see that. I don't see that team.
3: I want to go on the record as I believe it's strangely become an unpopular opinion, but I think you should prefer Memphis in the second round where Phoenix, I think Phoenix generally is a better team. Phoenix showed itself in the playoffs last season, won the West Phoenix is Absurd in crunch time. I think they're now 32 and 6 in games that, that are decided in the clutch. Playoff games come down to the clutch. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, is what they do. The Warriors, as we've seen, have had their clutch time issues, including against Phoenix. You know, Memphis is a difficult matchup again, and we, we all might favor Memphis slightly in that series. They're young, the playoffs are different. I just think there are ways. I, I could see the Warriors beating Memphis more than I can see them taking down what is it a machine in Phoenix, even if the matchups you could argue are a little bit better.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying. We haven't seen Memphis be this team in the playoffs, but we know the playoffs are just a completely different animal. And we haven't seen Memphis get down 2-1 in a series and how they respond. right? We, ha- we just haven't seen that. We haven't seen them under that level of pressure. They were great in the play in. Like they, they answered the bell. They you know, what when, when they lose that series to, to Utah, was it in six and five? I don't even
3: remember. It five. was in five. They won game one. They won Y'all game went one off in game, game. game one. And then they got swept
2: after we that. I mean so they got a lot of guys who are really talented who we we just haven't seen in their light. So you could see you could see the universe where it's like, all right, this is different now. And maybe you know, they, they have some growing pains. Whereas Phoenix, they've they've been through the gauntlet already, right? They, they're going to have a counter. So, I definitely see what you're saying. I just think, man, Memphis might exact a, a toll. They're just so athletic. They require so much energy to match them. So, even if you survive, whoo! If you beat Memphis in the second round, I wonder how much you have left in the tank. That's where
3: I'd be worried. But it's the same thing with, but that's Phoenix. The same thing with Phoenix. I mean, the right? second round, like...
2: But the best Phoenix is got, right, like, is DeAndre Ayton. That's the biggest issue. And is, is he going to draw 40 a game?
3: The biggest issue is Chris Paul and Devin Those Booker. Those dudes
2: are
1: getting theirs, right? Th- that's happening. The X factor is DeAndre Ayton. Warriors have beaten Chris Paul, like, in playoff series. Like, they've done it. So I'm not saying it's automatic. You can count on it. But this magic that Chris Paul has sometimes does not work against the Warriors. It just there's something there. I'm not... Can't quite put my finger on, and maybe when the Warriors, you know, lesser in defense these days, that that doesn't quite carry through. And and it took 27 straight missed threes, you know, in a game seven to carry it out through the Houston thing. But I don't know. I I just don't know that this is a, a matchup that the Warriors are going. Man, I, oh, Chris Paul, we can't we can't we can't do that. Um, I don't know that. So I think I think Memphis is just physically an imposing thought process for the Warriors again I'm not manipulating anything to try to set up anything if I'm them but I just think they like Aiton and they don't mind Chris Paul Booker's tough Booker is freaking tough uh and he showed that in the last game and he's just they have nobody to match up with him but who else you know that's everybody in the league on that one so just we're talking percentages here I, you know yeah that's why i asked like do would you would you start manipulating anything i would not if i was them but I just think Phoenix is a more comfortable one for them. Maybe, maybe that's good. Like they try to knock down Memphis in the second round, and they know that you know it, it might not be as tough physically against Phoenix. It'll just be more like mentally and athletically than it would just be like somebody trying to power through. you. So Memphis just has those six foot five tough guards that you must defend. You must defend them, and then they defend you. That, that, that's really tough for the Warriors. It was like in 2015,
2: right? It was just like this war with Memphis, and you had it, and then, then it was Houston. It was,
1: yeah. And maybe, yeah. maybe that I'm just so focused on that, and, and, and we all know how, what a mental process that was for the Warriors. That might have been the toughest mental, other than Cleveland, you know, that was a whole other thing.
3: Memphis is also dealing with something the Warriors are dealing with, but Phoenix isn't, which is, the reintegration of a major high usage player. Very good, obviously. John Morant coming back just like Steph is, but that's something Phoenix isn't having to deal with. Chris Paul is back and in rhythm already. Yeah, they are a machine. They
1: they are a machine. They're really good teams. And it, it, you're gonna have to beat one or both of them if you're gonna get through the West. And so we're just talking order of this we'll flip it. Who 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 knocks off who could knock off Phoenix?
3: Paul George and the and Kawhi <laughs> Leonard in the Clippers, and then you got another problem. Yeah, so I don't know if the Warriors would
1: be wanting that. Uh, I, I see Phoenix as a team that's, like, I'm putting them in the Western Conference Finals. I just am. I just think they're there. So, Memphis is the one, like, God, that's the one that's particularly tough for the Warriors. Can someone else knock them off? That would help the Warriors. But, you know, I, I, you know odds of that are probably aren't real
3: high. So, well, this is actually interesting, though. So, let's say you do get three this week, or, you okay, you get... Four. This is the big question. Dallas. We should talk about Dallas. They have elevated themselves into the fourth team in this conversation. Luca just went to Milwaukee last night or yesterday afternoon, and 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 really you know beat up the defending champs. Um, they would be theoretically, if the top four teams win the first round, it's going to be Warriors against either Memphis or Phoenix, and then Dallas against either Memphis or Phoenix. So the answer to your guys' question isn't one of the bottom teams we're talking about. Can Dallas, Can Dallas take one do. of those? Two I mean, teams Dallas out probably could
1: do it. Could do it. I mean, yeah.
3: And by the way, if Dallas does, that means they are an extremely dangerous team to face later. So this is just going to be a bear of a playoff for them to get through. And they may, you know, bow out early.
1: And that's why I said, like, with Kaminga, not that I'm trying to, you know, tease anything. I don't know. But I think Kaminga, you know, there's a guy who might show up all of a sudden, you know, with 18 minutes a game in some of these series. You know, he, you might want to put him on Luka. You know, like, there's going to be, I just don't think anything's locked. On game one uh, of the first round series, and and it's going to change. It could change within a series. We've seen Kirk, you know, change within a series. I just, and you know, and God knows how, you know, what the health is going to be like. That. So I just, I wouldn't think even Moody. I mean, I just some of these guys are going to be moving in and out of rotation. And this is not a locked thing. The Warriors are not locked. They just, I mean, they don't have Steph playing right now, so clearly not locked. But they are. They, there's going to be some guys moving in and out based on. Like, again, against Dow, if they're playing the Mavericks, I think Kaminga's playing. I'll just say, I think Kaminga's playing because you need that kind of length. Isn't that you know? true with Memphis, too, you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think he's played them a ton in the Memphis games, which has been a little surprising because athleticism versus athleticism. I just would think that would be the matchup. But I just think that they need, they're going to need to play differently against. They don't have, like, the prefab lineup. Here's what we do. We're the freaking Warriors. They go back and forth. Kerr has yeah,
3: said they, that. They, by yeah, the yeah way. exactly. He said of of any season ever, like this is the most fluid rotationally he's seen, including you know Looney's starting spot. I know it's now back to Looney, but you know that that'll fluctuate. You know, the big question is when Steph comes back, what's the starting lineup? I think
1: we know what it is. It's it's you know those three plus Wiggins Draymond plus and Draymond. And Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's Looney out of the starting lineup. I mean, again, not against everybody. But don't you play best five?
3: What if they play... Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, they're going to have to mix and match. But what's Kerr's go-to move? Best five. Play the best five. And that's their best five. They're going to close with that five. And, you know, if anybody comes... But who comes out? Who would be the one who comes out to get Looney in then? Wiggins or it's not or
2: pool you know pool we'll
3: he's going to start jordan. I, it, it probably should be jordan isn't pool gonna, but they're gonna it start
2: probably jordan. will be jordan yeah
3: Poole. it shouldn't be jordan pool but i could i could definitely see you know we're there for game 1 pregame and he's like we're going to start uh jordan off the bench tonight <laughs> he's still going to get his 30 minutes yeah, you know going to run a you know, second unit <laughs> but we want to have a defensive presence early. We got Looney, Garden, Jokic, and we got just, Wiggins. Uh, Imagine
1: it. the eyeballs yeah. on Wiggins if, if he's starting over pull, and he goes over, if six, he, over if, six. If, if he but if he goes to pull, if he goes
2: to pull, and he says, "We got to start Looney for Jokic. We're gonna start Wiggins. I need you to run the second unit, and you will close the game." I mean, Poole should be, he'll be fine. I think he'd right?
1: understand. understand. I'm just saying every It'd time Wiggins, to every time Wiggins clanks up shot, going to be going, what are we <laughs> doing here? Every
2: it's time. not
3: going to be easy to pull Wiggins from the starting lineup. Now he's but not. I also you know, think
2: that's a good reason to go with Wiggins because if Wiggins is clanking shot, you at least got Jordan Poole coming in. It's like, okay, we got somebody who can get you some buckets. If Jordan Poole is missing, if you go Steph, Clay, Poole, And you start start slow and can't score. What what do you go after that? Now you're
1: saying Wiggins come in and get some buckets. I agree. I agree. But that's why they're going to have Looney not start most of these games. Because it it makes it easier for them. Because they're going to start those five guys. And then they're going to adjust from there.
3: The Denver matchup would really complicate But then that you're
1: idea, bringing though. in, yeah, you then you're bringing in Looney when Jokic is sitting. Yeah, no, you're bringing real. him early. Bringing, you you bringing him probably early. Jokic re- plays almost the whole first quarter. Yeah, This is all rotational stuff. I could talk about this forever, but I get what you're saying. And you do want to start with a defensive guy who can guard a wing. No question. But Kerr's going to want to play best five guys. He's going to want to play best five guys, and those are the best five guys. And then then you see what you do with Looney. I
2: think he'll close with the best five guys. I think he'll start with uh, – he loves Looney, man. Yeah. Like, Looney, Especially game like, one, yeah, right? Game yeah.
3: one, as you guys know, can be very different yeah. than no, game I, four I when you're down 2-1. I agree
1: with all this. If, if, if it's Jokic, then it could be Jordan Poole's six man. But he would be coming in really quickly. <laughs> Jordan Poole's coming in, and he might not come off the court very much. It's 7-2 right now. <laughs> Jordan there. Poole coming in uh and th- th- you know and they're committed to steph clay and jordan Poole. like steve was already playing them a lot before steph got hurt like this is just the way this team runs right now because who like y- who's getting that tough too like i saw like, tough two, tough two. there's nobody getting that tough jordan two. Poole. yeah like that there's Poole, nobody baby. else getting those buckets <laughs> everything works off of one of those three Sometimes two and not three, but um, and they're, they 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 got to commit to it. I I think we've that's happened already. They're committed to those three,
3: particularly for like next season. But but that's another <laughs> conversation for another day. We should probably jet out of here. Jet out, of, maybe. MT, you got anything else? I was gonna ask y'all lastly:
2: should these last you know three games? They have home against the Lakers, and at San Antonio, New Orleans,
3: at Spurs, at Pelicans.
2: No Steph, so you won't get to play your playoff lineup. Should they do anything? Should they be trying to f- like get the highest seed? Or is now they've done it.
3: They're top four, basically. They should try to beat the lakers thursday i think that would eliminate the lakers from the playoffs and you know if they went zero and three and denver went three and oh they would actually drop below denver so they're still not completely cinched up that they're four but again you beat the lakers thursday or denver loses before then you have clinched i think you want to be going into the weekend knowing you're three or four and if you go to the weekend knowing you're three or four you're not gonna go crazy to try to beat the Spurs and Pelicans in a back-to-back night. You're probably going to play your main guys in San Antonio for a certain amount of minutes and then rest all of them uh, that want to be rested or need to be rested Sunday on an 8.30 local tip in New Orleans, and then you're going to fly back cross-country. for. To me, what's clearly become more important for them is next week's practices more than the Sunday game in New Orleans. You're going to take Monday off after the back-to-back Big Tuesday practice, big Wednesday practice, big Thursday practice with Steph Curry in some type of form. They hope really getting, you know, increasing on the court. That's more important than the three or four seed, I think. Getting home game one is
1: huge because, you know, as Slater wrote, they don't have to get enough playing, you know, on Friday or Saturday. Probably would be Friday to play Saturday or Sunday. Uh, I also think, I just said, I think they would love to have that game one on Sunday, not Saturday, because that gives them another day where they can get work, Steph into it, figure out. Or if Steph's not playing game one, they can adjust to that. Just gives them more time. This team needs more time. This team needs little, you know, like whatever backup they can get, they will appreciate. And, and I, you know, they're the Warriors. They almost always start on Sunday. So I would imagine they're going to get a game one on Sunday at home. And I think that's, other than that, yeah, they don't need to start screwing around with what, what they're going to do to finish the season. It just doesn't like they, The worst thing they could do is get, you know, Marcus, you're saying like, watch out for Gary Payton a second. Like, you know, like they, they've got some, Things that are vulnerable right now. I wouldn't play that dude at all. (laughs) He's going to (laughs) get. He fell like three times. He's going to do that in the playoffs, too. That's what I was like.
2: What? He's not going to. That's fine. (laughs) At least it happens in the playoffs. He's not going to fall
1: down (laughs) in the playoffs. He's going to fall down. Yeah,
2: but at least least you get something in the playoffs, right? If he falls against San Antonio and he's out for the playoffs, that would be devastating. That would be really good.
1: But he's going to do that. I agree. I understand what you're saying, but he's going to do that in practice. He's going to do that in. Like, this is just what GP2 does. He falls down flying in the air it's just this is what makes him who he is all right that was all i needed uh we are out of here we'll get you a slater we got
2: to do some all 82s people are clamoring so i'll say after san antonio and after new orleans wow what a commitment (laughs) commitment commitment to this we got one more all 82 and then the playoffs look man we're we're coasting it we we have made it as a top four seed as a podcast we we got 50 wins we're good we had a big fall off in January. There's no question about that. Big fall You know, fall we'll off. see y'all. Uh, somebody, did you come back for vacation in January? And then, phew, I'm not saying it was you coming back.
1: I'm just saying it just coincided. I'm clearly limited by, you know, I'm limping around. That is that is true, by the way. <laughs> Literally you know. limping around. That picture? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I showed I, I, I showed Marcus. My, yeah, I think I showed Slater, too. It is a all-time. I heard bottom. it to look at. Yeah. It. Oh, that's
2: crazy. All right, we will catch you uh, down the road. Welcome to the postseason.